A legendary name in hardcore supplementation. Iron Mag Labs. 100% original, patent-pending Andro Compound. The most effective, hardcore, groundbreaking, bodybuilding supplements in the world. In the world. Iron Mag Labs. Revolutionizing hardcore supplementation for more than a decade. Visit IronMagLabs.com. IronMagLabs.com. Welcome back to Central Bodybuilding. I'm your host, Jeff Roberts, and I'm here, as always, with Matt Wyke. What's up, Matt? What's going on, Jeff? How was your holiday? It was good. It was pretty um, pretty predictable. You know, just uh, went to my in-laws with my wife, had a good time, ate lots of bad food, you know, just uh, relaxed uh, for a change, and uh, it was good. No, no complaints. You know, pretty much how uh, Christmas always is for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like with us now that he, Jackson is two, so you know he's still taking a nap, but it's not like when he was one where he would just literally fall asleep anywhere. It, it wouldn't matter. And and this year we made our rounds. We went to uh, my grandmother, you know, my dad's mom, and then we went over to visit my mom's mom. And then, you know, ate there for dinner. And then after dinner, we went up to my wife's family. So literally from like 11 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock at night, it was just like nonstop going here, seeing people, going there, seeing people eating, you know, going, seeing, you know, these people, those people eating. Uh, so it was it was a long day. Jax didn't get his nap in. So he was he, he went nuclear uh, pretty fast in the afternoon. And uh Thankfully, he, he fell asleep at night and slept in the next morning. But yeah, it's holidays are they're fun, but but they're tough to try and see all sides of the family and, and not have somebody mad at you by the end of the holiday that you didn't get enough time to, to spend with them or or whatever the case may be. But holidays are always fun. Yeah, they are. Uh, your holiday sounds like that movie Four Christmases. Have you seen that? I haven't, but I, I, I know the premise. So that's that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon. It's very funny. Although they're both like they both have obviously they both have two parents, and both of their parents are now with like different siblings, so they have four places to go. Um, and it's it's pretty hilarious. But um, yeah, actually, actually, I, I I this is just coming to my head now. I didn't even tell you about this off the air. We had a pretty long discussion off the air, as we normally do. But uh, there's actually a documentary on Netflix right now called Eddie Strongman, and it's about um, Eddie Hall, uh, the new uh, the new uh, world record holder in deadlift. He has the highest deadlift ever in human history, and uh, at least that we know of. And um, it was like 1,021 or something like that. But um. There's a part in the documentary where they're at the 2015 Arnold Classic and they they uh, 
scan the audience and you can see me and my wife sitting there in the press area with our Iron Mag shirts on. <laughs> there you go. And uh, so if anyone goes to uh, on Netflix and it's we're very hard to see, you have to like know what you're looking for. You can see that the only reason you can really tell is you can see uh, my wife's hair and then I'm sitting next to her and you can kind of say you can see that we have the same shirt on. But you can't make out what the shirt is. You can't see our facial details. Like if, if you didn't know exactly where to look, there's no chance and it's impossible to know it's us. It's kind of blurry. We're far away. But I thought that was interesting how uh, we made the background on a um, on a documentary that's on Netflix. Uh, and it was a good it was a good documentary about uh, Eddie Hall. He's a, a English guy. He's from England. Very cool. um, his motivational and stuff. Cool movie or cool documentary. So. I would implore people to check that out, but yeah, I thought it was interesting that we made a uh, we made a cameo on that one. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, but uh, so this is obviously it's December twenty seventh right now, and uh, this will obviously be the last show we do before the new year. And um, so we we decided we'd have a uh, a discussion about New Year's resolutions and uh, kind of what they what they really mean and stuff. Uh, I've always been, I don't think that I've ever really accepted new year's resolutions as like a valid, uh, a valid thing. I I always thought it was kind of like a, it's just kind of a, a fun thing to talk about almost like Santa Claus. Like it's just not really a real thing. It's just something that it almost like a joke, you know, Especially because everyone's New Year's resolution is usually almost exactly the same. It's always, I mean, people who set New Year's resolutions, I would bet that you could put about 95% of them into quit doing something, drinking, smoking, etc. And when I say quit doing something, I mean like specifically a drug. Quit doing a drug or lose weight. Um that's pretty much, or it's like a joke, like, oh, I want to stop f- uh, watching so much football, or, you know, something fucking stupid, but it, it kind of always seems to be the same thing, and it's almost like, I see those as, uh, I don't even know what to make of those, I, I feel like it's just kind of a a platform to to make yourself look like you're trying to do something to fix an issue in your life, without trying to fix it at all you know it's like a it's like a way to make people think you're trying to fix an issue when you really aren't at all because i don't know i just i just don't think that uh like let's say you want to lose 50 pounds losing 50 pounds doesn't usually come or quitting smoking or anything like that usually doesn't come via like oh you know making a decision four weeks prior and being like on this date i'm gonna stop like that's just not really how it works Usually, it's, you know, some sort of event or discussion or something happens in your life that causes you to quit, you know, or you wean yourself off of something or, you know, something like that. It's just, I don't think the whole, like, whenever you plan to to stop doing something or start doing something or lose weight or this, that, the other thing, whenever you plan to do it for a time in the future, I just feel like the, the... the basis that that whole the whole idea of planning to do it in the future and ignoring the problem until then just means that you're not going to do it because what you're really saying is I can't do it now 
I don't have the willpower. I don't have this, that, or I don't have it now. So I'm just going to say I'm going to do it later and feel better about myself. You're basically just admitting you can't do it by saying you're going to do it. Because if you could do it, you'd fucking do it. If you're 300 pounds and you're out of breath, you have high blood pressure and you feel like shit all the time. If you could lose weight, you'd fucking do it. It, you, you don't don't say you're gonna do it in a month because you like that that to me is just another way of saying yeah I can't really do it so I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it off you know it's like anything else that you put off it's because put off paying for something it means you probably don't have the fucking money or put off you know whatever I I just feel like if you're going to do anything that's that significant it's just gonna happen you're gonna do it you know I don't I don't I think the whole resolution thing is is almost like if you make a resolution, you've you've essentially already failed in a way. No, you have. You absolutely have. And and for me, people who who you know throw out resolutions like, oh well, this year I'm going to do this. You know, my opinion is it's it's for the lazy and for the complacent. It's like you you touched on earlier. Like there's nothing stopping you from doing those things right now. So why are you making excuses, you know, from the past and the the present right now? And then the time between now and the resolution, like why why is there that gap? Why can't you do it back then? Why can't you do that now? Why do you have to put it off? It seems like today's society, everybody thinks that, you know, it's it's normal to just put things off because hey, you know what? Tomorrow's another day. You'll wake up, you go to work, you can, you know, get whatever done that you didn't get done the day before. And and we're so complacent these days. With everything, with with work, with our home life, with any hobbies that we have, with your health, everything. Everyone is just like, I'm going to put it off. And you know what? Then the next day comes and I'm going to put it off. You know what? I'm going to start that on Monday. Monday comes. Oh, fuck. I don't want to do it. I don't want to make change now. Why should I change? I'll do it next week. I'm too busy this week. Everyone has an excuse of why they're not doing something. And that's, you know, that's, that's their fault. That is a fault within themselves. Nobody is telling them, Hey, you shouldn't do that. Or, Hey, you shouldn't watch your weight or, Hey, you shouldn't exercise. You know, unless obviously you have a medical condition where your doctor is saying, if you exercise, you're going to die. Then that's probably a good reason not to exercise. But, you know, everyone wants to come up with some excuse of why they can't do something. I can't quit drugs because I'm addicted. So go get help. I can't lose weight. Okay, so go get a gym membership. Go talk to a, a dietitian. Go talk to a trainer to get you set up on a program. Everything is I can't or I won't or you know whatever. It's excuses. Enough with the excuses. Start making change in your life. If you, if you don't feel that you can do it yourself, then get a support team behind you to help keep you on track, You know, to, to make sure that you're doing the things that are necessary to help you reach your end goal. It's just – it's ridiculous why people come up with resolutions like all of a sudden a new year comes and I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to right all these wrongs and I'm going to change my life. Why? Just because January 1st comes rolling along? It's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Right. There's no catalyst. You know, there's no like – I mean usually – I don't know. Usually when you quit doing something, it's usually because a doctor tells you – you know, you're, you're 34 and a doctor tells you, you're probably going to die by the time you're 50. And you're like, holy shit. And you know, it's usually something like that. It's not, it's really, yeah, I'm just going to stop, you know, or, or you, you just kind of grow away from something or, or whatever, you know? And I also, I, I, I also believe that the whole, 
resolution thing is far too... It, it, it's like... Like you said, there's no... It's... There's no, like, accountability at all. If, if, like, losing weight. I'm going to lose... I'm going to lose whatever. Let's say you want to lose 20 pounds. Like, your goal is to lose 20 pounds at a year... You can binge eat for the first half of the year and still fucking reach that goal. You might have to lose 50 now, but if who can't lose 50 pounds in six months? It's not really that that hard of a fucking task, you know. If if you really want to, so I mean, I just think the the whole idea of of, of like these super long term goals is another is another sign of like you of failure because if you give yourself even quitting. Uh, uh, you want to quit smoking, you know, you got to set like smaller goals, you know, quit smoking for a week, you know, quitting smoking in 2017 just means like, well, you can smoke. What does that even mean? Does that mean you, you don't smoke at all for the whole year? Or does that mean you smoke? Like, what, what does that even mean? You know, like, do you have the whole year to do it? And then if you don't smoke for the last month of the year, you, you, you accomplish your goal. It's just, there's no accountability. There's no fucking like, you know, anything like, like, for example, I've set a goal for myself, uh, starting yesterday that I wanted to be in the best shape of my life by the time I turn 30. Um, not because I have any issue turning 30. Like I don't, I, I could care less, but, and it's, I have nine weeks. So like I have that's accountability, you know. It's it's 9 weeks. It's not like I want to be in the best shape of my life by the end of 2017. Like I like what is that even? It's way too long. It's and it, there's no like why 2000 why 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 the end of the year? There's no like you said, it's just a date. There's no like there's no rhyme or reason for it. Um I in in my life, there's a lot of people who not a lot, but I've had several people insinuate that turning 30 is like bad they're like oh man 30 you're getting old and all this other shit so i'm thinking you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna get in the best shape of my life in nine weeks and you know it just because like for myself you know so like i think that's more of a realistic goal where you 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 have accountability in some way where a new year's resolution is like this this it's like a facade there's no real accountability and the whole idea of like, like we've already discussed just now that the, the idea of, of waiting until a certain date is like stupid because if you really wanted to do it and you really, you, you would be doing it, you know, you, you are, you are just telling, you just, you don't want to do it. Obviously, if you have to wait until the end of the holidays, what are you going to do next year when the holidays come? You're going to like next year, you're going to avoid all the fucking rum and and you know cookies and every other fucking thing that you shove in your mouth like it's just it's just i don't i don't feel like that's that's how goals are meet are met you don't meet goals by saying you know what in a month and a half i'm gonna drop the hammer on this thing it's just not that's not how things are achieved uh that's how you pretend like you want to change something uh when when you when you really aren't and um your your point also about like how how society's gotten to this point where it's it's like everything is okay you know it's like being fat is beautiful and all this nonsense and stuff and it's like even if none of that shit really holds water with me because 
for 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 example, like someone who's like heavily overweight, you can't say like what what is it that what what is your argument for being overweight makes it okay that you're you're still happy? No, you're not. You may be a happy person, yes, but you're not happy with your weight. Don't like I'm not fucking I'm I you know I may have been born at night, but it wasn't last night. Don't fucking tell me that you're a five foot four female and three hundred and eleven pounds it makes you happy. Fuck off. Like I don't believe you, and nothing on this earth in this fucking galaxy is gonna make me believe you. You would be more happy if you were not fucking obese, out of breath, and have to use the fucking wheelchair thing at Walmart that's made for crippled people, not your fat ass at 38 years old, you know? Like, you're not happy with that. Don't tell me if you could swallow a pill and lose 100 pounds overnight, 100% healthy, you wouldn't do it. Like, but, like, obese people will say that shit. And, and they're, they're, they're lying, or they're at least lying to themselves, you know? To, to make it seem like they're, they're really not as bad, you know? It's the same as a fucking resolution. It's like this fake thing that you're telling people you're going to do. It's like fat people telling other people they're happy with their with their body. No, you're not. You're not fucking happy with your fat body. Like, it, you, you may not be completely distraught with it, but don't act like you wouldn't be happier lighter. And it's not even a looks thing or, or like a sexual attraction thing. It's, I mean, that's that could be part of it, but you could be in a great relationship and they, whatever, and that doesn't, doesn't really matter to you. The, the point is like, you know, like, you know that you must be out of breath all the time. You fucking tire. Your knees hurt. You got fucking edema in your legs and everything. Like, you're not happy with that. Like, you, but, but they'll tell people they're happy just to make it seem like what they're doing is okay. It's the same as the fucking bullshit um, resolutions. It's like, oh, well, you know, they're going to lose. It's like, it's like, fucking stop that shit. Like, you know. You're, you're, you're lying about that or, you know, everything else that goes along with that. Like, it's beautiful. No, it's not. Nobody thinks that. Nobody fucking thinks it's beautiful to be fat. It's it's stupid. People spend thousands and thousands of dollars trying to lose fat. It's just, it's just nonsense. Like, there's all this. And like you said, it is. It's kind of like how our society's become. It's become this, this, this thing where we just lie about things to make ourselves feel better. It, you know, it's just it it, it it runs the gamut on pretty much all all levels of or, or all topics, really, where we say things like being fat is beautiful or no one cares that you're overweight or all this stuff like stop. Like, like that's, that's a fucking lie, you know, or any I, like there's a whole plethora of things you could talk about where people will say one thing. Just to just to fit the norm or be you know whatever way and 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 they're really full of shit when when it comes down to it you know uh, it's like it's like I, I don't know I I think that's that and it's the same way with the resolutions it's just this 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 fib that you tell yourself and everyone else even though you know damn you may be not even you may not even know but it's not gonna work like that you know it's not it that's not that shit's not reality. It's not like reality is not I'm going to binge eat and binge drink and all this shit for the next month during the holidays and then eat chicken and tilapia and get ripped on January. What? No, you're not. Find me any. No one's done that. The only people who have ever done that are people who they, they don't exist. Those, those people don't even fucking exist. That's not even 
The only people who accomplish that are people who binge eat and binge drink and then don't get fat anyways. Like, you know, it's, it, it's just, it's just nonsense. And now, I mean, I guess there probably are people who set new year's resolutions and stick to them, but I feel like that's, those people are far and few in between and, or few and far in between rather. And I don't think that it's necessarily the resolution that gets them to do it. You know, I don't think there's probably underlying things that are much more potent than just the, the simple resolution, you know, um, I've just, I've just never seen it pan out in a favorable way, uh, for anyone. And like, like, you know, we were, we were going to talk about, um, you and I also talked about, we, well, we, we, um, thought about talking, discussing, uh, the concept of creating your own uh, future. The best way to predict the future is to, to create it. Um, that ties in with this as well. Like if you're going to, if you're going to do anything, why would you wait and, and for a short time do things that hinder that goal? You know, like if you're, if you want to, whatever it is, if you want to do anything, what, 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 what sense does it make if you're going to, if, if you want to do something, quote, want to do something, but, but you're going to take the next month to do things that are the opposite of that, then you don't really want to fucking do it. It doesn't like, what do you, what, you know, if, if you, it's, it's, that, that, that doesn't make sense. It's illogical to do the opposite of what you want to do and then do what you want to do. You really don't want to do it then. What the, like, what do you even, you know, it's like, well, society Society is the one who's creating all of this mess because as as you know we get larger and I don't mean you know more people on this earth I mean larger as in waistlines gets gets bigger and bigger and bigger every year I mean you're looking at over 60% of the United States is considered overweight you know of that group more than 30% is considered obese and those numbers keep growing and growing and growing as the years go by <laughs> So you have the people who, you know, obviously, you know, I'll, I'll put the people that are obese to the side, but the people that are overweight, they're looking at it as you look to your left and you look to your right and everybody either looks the same as you or bigger. So when you look at those people and you're like, oh, wow, you know, I don't look that bad. You know, I'm not that big. You start to get, you know, complacent with with your standards and you start to look at it and go, well, I'm not as bad as that person. So. You know, I must be pretty good. And and as a society, and I, I read some research, and this was maybe a few weeks ago when I was skimming through some stuff. Um, it was like over the span of, of 10 years, the the percentage changed by about 10%. The, the questionnaire went out and said, um, do you feel that, you know, you need to lose weight? And then, it, you know, it was something like um, – 57% or something like that. And then they did it 10 years later with the, you know, exact same group of people. They said, do you feel that you have to, or, or that you should lose weight? And that number dropped by like 10% that they didn't think that they needed to lose weight. And it's almost like we're creating a new standard of, of what is healthy these days. And, you know, that small percentage of people that are, you know, if you go by the BMI, they fit in that healthy range or, you know, slightly below if they're kind of underweight. 
that group just keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And, you know, it's because we're changing the standards. And, and unfortunately, you know, medicine, if you look at BMI and stuff, those numbers have changed over the years. And, and what's the ideal weight and stuff like that? You know, those numbers are starting to go up. Blood pressure, those numbers are starting to go up where they, it wasn't the norm, you know, several years ago. And, and I think our whole overweight and obesity and, and anything in life where people fail, it's because they don't know how to truly set goals. You know, everyone's like, well, I have, you know, a long-term goal of losing 20 pounds. And you're like, okay, cool. How are you going to do that? Well, I, I don't know. I'm just going to exercise. Okay, well, what time frame are you looking for? Well, I don't know. I just want to lose 20 pounds. Okay, well, what steps do you have in place to get to that 20 pounds? Like, what are you going to do? Well, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to eat better. Like, that's the mentality that we have these days. Nobody wants to plan anything out. They just want to throw some stupid idea out there and, and hope that it sticks and that they hit it and they don't, you know, have egg on their face. You know, that same person who said, I want to lose 20 pounds, if they would say, okay, my long-term goal is going to be 20 pounds. I want to lose that 20 pounds in the next three months. My goal is to lose one to two pounds every week. So if I can hit my goal and do two pounds every week, I can get that done. And, and you know, you need to put in place, I'm going to go to the gym on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at this time. And I'm going to accomplish this and this and this. So I'm going to do this workout. I'm going to do that cardio session and plan everything out. Nobody does that anymore. They don't they might have a long-term goal, but there's no short-term goal of how they're going to get there. They don't have anything that's measurable, nothing that they can write down and say, okay, I'm on track. Okay, you know, this week I said I was going to lose two pounds. When I weighed myself on Monday morning, I lost that two pounds. Awesome. I'm on track. Like nobody holds themselves accountable for any of the goals that they set in life. And obviously I use the exercise example because, you know, this is a, a bodybuilding, fitness and health type of podcast. But, you know, that can go with anything in life. You know, if, if you want to, um, you know, I don't know, move up the, the ladder in, uh, you know, where you work or you want to own your own business, you want to be an entrepreneur, you know, what steps do you need to have in place to get to that? So by, you know, <laughs> not to use a resolution, but let's say January 1st, you want to quit your job and you want to go into business for yourself. You want to be an entrepreneur. You have a great. Uh, idea for a business, you put a business plan together, and that's the same thing that people are lacking who are exercising. They don't have that business plan where everything is laid out, and all they have to do is follow what they laid out. You know, nobody wants to put that together, and that's you know where people fail with their weight, and that's where businesses fail because they don't stick to their business plan. You know, you can write a business plan, that's great, and you can follow it, that's great, but be aware that you might have to change that plan. You know, you might go sideways a little bit and you have to go back, pivot and redo your business plan and make changes. It's the same thing that's going to happen in your life with your weight, with your nutrition, you know, whatever. Like nothing is going to be laid out perfectly. So you might have to rewrite some of those goals and change and and, and pivot and, and, and just change your way of thinking and, and think outside of the box on some things. But nobody's willing to put in the time and write down a plan of short term, long term, and and you know make sure that it's, uh, you know precise and specific and it's attainable. That's the biggest thing. I mean, I I couldn't tell you how many clients come to me and they're like, hey, uh, I want to lose twenty pounds this month. And I say, <laughs> good luck, chop off your leg. 
And they're just like, no, seriously, <laughs> like I, I, I want to lose 20 pounds. I go, yeah, and I want to be a millionaire. I, fucking, I don't know. And they're yeah. like, well, is, is it cannot that cannot not happen? I'm like, no, you're, you, what you think it took you, you know, one month to get fat? No, like you did that your entire life. You know, I'm not saying it's going to take your entire life to get skinny again, but you know, you didn't get fat overnight. You're not going to get skinny overnight. Like you, you don't have realistic goals set, and that's a problem. Like it's not attainable. You know, think about you know if you don't know where you're going, then go get help. Sit down with somebody. Figure out a plan. Let them help you put that plan together. Uh, you know, and if they're not telling you things that that I'm saying right now where you need to have, you know, measurable goals it has to be attainable. You have to, you know, have both short and long. Your short term are basically, you know, small accomplishments that basically lead you up to your end goal, that long term goal. Uh, you know, if they're not saying that, then then bounce. Don't talk to those people. Go find somebody else. Um, but it's it, I think society today is just so fucked up and it and it pisses me off and you know that's why i'm in the industry that i'm in because i want to fix those people who want help but you know i can only do so much i can give you the tools necessary but if you don't follow that or you want to you know go do your own thing that's fine then i'm just not going to work with you anymore good luck i wish you the best but you know society has changed their standards so much that it's so difficult to get people back on track because they look at everybody and they want to make those excuses. Well, you know, my my sister's big bone, so you know that's that's why I'm big bone. No, like okay, genetics could play a small percentage into that, but I guarantee when you open your mouth and you put something in there, it's probably not a healthy option. And you know, I will put money on that. I can guarantee that you're not active. You're probably sitting on your ass watching television every night when you could be out walking you could be being active playing recreational sports you could be exercising whatever the case may be it's like we set ourselves up for failure and we're complacent and because of the standards that we set as a society everyone thinks that that's okay and it's not yeah i think uh you you uh brought up an interesting point and this is something that I heard uh, Kai Green talk about, and there's really only two things that Kai Green has ever said. I mean, he says like the same five things over and over again in a different stupid format. But two of the things that he said, I really, really think are are are, are quite brilliant. And one of them is the the fact that like goals themselves are not even they're they're worthless. It's what you're going to do on a daily basis to attain that goal is all that really matters. And that should be your goal. Your goal should be to do what it takes to reach the, the end result, the goal, every day. In other words, like you said, if, if, you're, if your goal, if, you're, if, you're, if your New Year's resolution is to lose 50 pounds and that's it, what do you, what, what, how are you going to do that? Lob off a leg? What do you fucking mean? Your goal should be drink less soda, go to the gym a couple days a week, uh, reduce the carbs from other sources, you know, walk around a little bit, you know, things like that on a daily basis, things that will eventually lead to uh, your goal being realized. Um, I think that is a huge, huge problem that people have with setting goals. They just are, they're obsessed with the goal itself and they have, they give no clout to what is, what it takes to actually attain the goal. Uh, if you want to, build muscle and burn fat. Like, let's say you want to be, oh, let's say you're, you weigh, you know, 250 pounds and you want to be 255 pounds with less body fat in, th in 90 days. Like 
that is there there are very specific things you have to do on a daily basis and every day you you need a goal every day every day your goal should be to train hard or rest up eat right you know take your supplements and whatever else is involved in in reaching that goal so every day you have a goal it can't just be a goal with no plan you'll never fucking succeed at that what are you gonna you know you know it's not it's not the goal that's important. It's what gets you to the goal that's important. You want to focus on doing like, and if you're doing what it takes to reach the goal, then you don't have to worry about the goal. It will come on its own, you know. So I think I think that's definitely a, a, a valid point that you hit on when you talked about how people don't have a, they don't want to make a plan, and that's the whole issue. You can't just say, "I'm going to eat healthier and work out." Like, what does that mean? What it like? Are you gonna do it every Monday? When you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday? You're gonna do it? You know, Tuesday, Friday, Sunday? Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna eat a low carb diet? Are you gonna cut out soda? Are you gonna eat? This? Like, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna do a paleo diet? And 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 then once you once you once you figure out what how you're going to do it, the goal now becomes how many days. How, how often can I do those things on a daily, you know, how, how many days a week can I pull that off? How many days a week can I eat low carb? How many days a week can I train? How many days a week can I, you know, drink enough, well, all that shit? How many successful days can I have? Because those successful days are what lead to you accomplishing the goal, you know? People just have the goal itself in their mind, and it's like you can't, if you're 300 pounds and you want to be 200 pounds, you are you, you you just you can't think of it like that. You know your goal is to is to lose weight. It's 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 not to specifically lose 50 pounds and then you're going to be thinking about that or 100 pounds in this case. You're going to be thinking about that weight 200 pounds the whole time and you're gonna like you're basically shooting yourself in the foot because you're gonna think it's it's never gonna happen. If in other words, if you're doing if you're if you're taking the proper steps to reach your goal on a daily basis, that's enough. Fucking stop worrying about whether or not you're reaching the goal. Like people will eat low carb and train and stuff and they're like, "I'm not losing enough weight." It's like, "What do you like so what else are you going to do?" So you're going to like starve yourself? You can't do that. It's not going it's not sustainable. Or are you going to start eating Reese's peanut butter cups and pizza again? Like what, what do you like? Who cares if you're not losing weight fast enough? You have to stick to that plan because that's what's going to get you to your goal. What, what other option do you have? The only thing that matters is what you do on a daily basis and if it's conducive to your goal or not. And that's what people don't understand. You know, they don't understand that the action is what is 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 what is important, not what your goal is. The other yeah. thing, what kind of on the same, the kind of on the same. Um, I guess token is that or whatever you would you'd say failure is another thing that people have a really hard time with like if you if your goal is to eat low carb and do three hours of cardio a week and train uh, for three hours a week um, and you do that for two weeks in a row and then on the third week you have uh, on Tuesday you binge eat on cake like get back on go get on Wednesday, get back to it. You fucked up. Try not to do it again. People, rather than doing that, they'll just go off the wagon completely, you know? Well, you for can't me, do that. 
Yeah, and I mean the the biggest thing is, I think of of mindset like we think of nutrition in the health and fitness industry. I mean, you can you can work out, and if you're looking to lose weight, you can work out until you're blue in the face. You can do an hour of cardio. You can do an hour of weights. You know, I don't know. You could do another hour of yoga or Pilates. You could spend three, four, five, whatever, however many hours you want in in the gym. But if on the way home you stop at McDonald's and Wendy's, and you know, you get a large fry, you get a large soda, regular soda. You get you know a big fat, juicy, fatty hamburger or whatever. You know, it, you're not going to hit your goal. And, and that's how I look at mindset. Like nutrition is, is such a high percent of your success or your failure in terms of weight loss. And that's the same thing that your mindset is. There are so many people who want you to fail because they're fat and they want you to be fat with them. Or, you know, they want you to be small with them. They don't want you to put on, you know, muscle mass and, and get bigger and get stronger because they themselves don't want to get there. They don't want to put the work in. So they want you to crash and burn so that you can say, ah, you know what? It's okay. You know, you can come back to the dark side. It's all right to be dumb. And, you know, that's that's like the mentality that we all have. Like nobody wants to lift people up and help them achieve their goals. So you literally have to have – the best mindset possible in order for you to attain your goals because nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to want to help you get there because it's a struggle. It's a grind. I mean, it's it's kind of like what people say um, in, in business and it's, it's those entrepreneurs that everyone's like, oh, well, he's an entrepreneur. He's so rich and he's so lucky and this and that and the other and, and nobody knows the backstory. And, and, you know, it's, it's funny because I never understood this until I left Metrex and I created my own business and I had to do things for myself. And, you know, now that things are rolling and things are good and people around me are like, wow, you know, you seem to be doing a lot of good things and this and that. Nobody sees those nights where you're literally like staying up 24 hours a day. You're not sleeping. You can't sleep. You know, you're you're struggling, you're frustrated, you know, it's 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 a lonely road because nobody else can relate unless they themselves have, you know, a business of their own. And you're all by yourself. And that's literally the mindset that you have is where you're either going to make it or you're going to break and you're going to quit and you're gonna fail. Nobody sees those lonely nights that an entrepreneur goes through to to actually make it. And, and become successful and, and kind of get the break that they've been looking for, so to speak. Like nobody sees those dark days. Everyone's like, oh, well, it must be, you know, peaches and cream. That guy's just lucky. You know, he came for money or he had this or mommy and daddy did that or whatever. Like nobody sees that. It's the mm -hmm. same thing with, with your health and fitness journey or your career or whatever you want to do. You're going to have days where you just want to crawl in a hole and fucking die. Nobody understands it. There might be days where, you know, you're low carb and and literally you hate life. You're like, "Oh my god, I would literally just cut my left testicle off right now with a butter knife to have a fat juicy steak and some, you know, a baked potato or a, a hamburger and fries, you know, whatever your vice is." Like you're going to have those days, but you know what? At the end of that day when you lay your head down and you wake up the next day, you're going to be proud of yourself for sticking to it. Because everybody else there out that's out there, they want you to fail. They want you to go eat that hamburger. 
So, you know, stick to it. Have the mindset that you can do whatever the hell you want to do with life. And, and, you know, going back to, you know, we went sideways on the whole New Year's resolution thing. Like, don't do it then. Don't do it in a week. Don't do it next Monday. Do it right now. If you're like, man, I really need to lose weight, then then stop what you're doing. Grab a fucking piece of paper and a pen and make sure that that pen has ink and write it down. Make yourself accountable. Put down your goals, long-term, short-term, attainable, measurable, and put it on paper, both of them. And make sure that they line up. Make sure that your short-term is going to get you to your long-term. And don't be afraid to pivot somewhere in between. You might have a bad week. So maybe your your end goal, if it was a 12-week uh, cut, maybe it's 13 weeks. No big deal. You're still on track. Like you can't just give up and be like, oh, I had a bad day. I'm I'm done. I'm gonna go get pizza. Like you, you can't do that. So, you know, I, I think when we all kind of rally back to to the original topic of of New Year's resolutions, it's you know, it, resolutions are for quitters and the complacent and the lazy. Like don't don't fall into that category. Don't be a part of the standard that society is changing to these days. Because they want everybody to fail. Because they themselves don't want to put in the work. They don't want to be held accountable. They're like, oh, well, so-and-so just got sick or so-and-so got cancer. Ah, everybody's going to get cancer. You know what? You can minimize your risk. If you change your lifestyle, you change your habits, you start exercising, you start eating better. You know, you change the things around you. You change your environment. Maybe you're hanging out with the wrong fucking people. Maybe you're hanging out with a whole bunch of jerk-offs. Maybe they're doing drugs. You're in with the wrong crowd. Trust me, I know plenty of people that are in this industry that had that lifestyle and fitness fixed that for them. They got out of that, they changed their lives and they're leaving, you know, living much healthier lifestyles now than they were. And, and they're happy for that. Like you guys can do the same. So, I mean, and I'm not probably preaching to the majority out there that are listening to this. You know, you guys probably have your, your mind right, but you know, maybe there's just a few of you out there that are like, damn, like I really need to take this advice and and put the pen to paper and and change my life and do it now don't do it later yeah i'm a, i mean i i disagree with the last thing you said about how people it doesn't apply to people listening to this i think it does i think it doesn't apply to their physiques maybe but there's something i'm sure everyone listening there's something in their life that they can use the same exact process on to fix you know whether it's a drug or it could be anything you know uh that they're addicted to or that they avoid or self-destructive tendencies, anything like that. I think, uh, that, that, that same process you just described can be used for. It doesn't have to be, uh, losing weight or getting healthy. Um, we'll, we'll kind of get back to the, the, the new year's resolution thing. in, in a second, we have a new segment coming up that we're going to do a uh, weekly now called the, uh, the weekly show stopper. Cause it will be the end of the show. It will stop the show. Um, so we'll get to that, and it's going to be a little bit of – maybe there might be some uh, some ties to the New Year's resolution thing uh, with that. Um, before we go on, we're talking about the Arnold Classic. Uh, don't forget to check out ironmaglabs.com. That's, uh, they support this show and everything that happens on ironmagazine.com, um, ironmaglabs, and ironmagresearch.com. Uh, both uh, sites support this show. Uh, you can use coupon code Jeff15, G-E-O-F-F-1-5, at either uh, site, ironmagresearch.com or ironmaglabs.com for 15% off at uh, checkout. That's G-E-O-F-F-1-5, uh, ironmagazine.com is where this show 
uh, is available along with all my articles and uh, Matt's articles and all the other great writers at ironmagazine.com. Check that out. Um, check out those sites. Buy some supplements. Uh, all good stuff. And uh, support the show. Um, with that out of the way, the Arnold Classic. The list is out. Um, the assumed list. Uh, it seems like the, the first thing that... There's two things. One, there's kind of... Uh, it's unclear whether Sean Roden's doing the show or not. Uh, Chris Aceto says he's not, uh, which nobody knows better than Chris Aceto besides Sean himself. And maybe Sean, if Sean has a wife, you know, uh, Chris would be third in line. And the people who know. Now, it's possible that Chris Aceto and Sean are just uh, kind of pulling the wool over our eyes to, so it's a surprise, which I highly doubt. I don't think that is what's going on. Uh, so I don't think Sean is in the show. I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't in the show. I mean, he was second at the Olympia last year. Usually that type of guy will skip until the the following Olympia. Um, that said, it really is only like eight or nine guys, which to me is – I don't like that. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I hate huge lineups. But eight or nine is not big enough. I mean, how many people are at the Olympia? Nineteen. Um, I think there's too much of a discrepancy there. I think – I think – you know, like 15 would be a good number for both or 12 or something like that, you know. But uh, I just feel like 8 or 9 is very, very small. A very small, um, I think having that few competitors reduces the chance of interesting or unlikely things happening, you know, just because there's less people to, to make those things happen. Uh, there's less guys that can break through. There's less guys that can, you know, slap a judge, you know, whatever. So, what uh, happened to the prestige of the Arnold? I mean, it's I, I get it. The Olympia is, is the Super Bowl of the bodybuilding world, but I don't get it. Like nine people, that's it. Like that's like, because this it, can't it's be fucking, the full list. I don't get it. Like where's, all the people, where's all, the, all the guys, all the guys care about now is their fucking social media accounts. They don't give a shit about competing. You know, it's, well, it's, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't get it. Like I, I, you know, you have, uh, Fouad Abiyad, you got Lionel Baiki, Max Charles, Justin Compton, Vitaly, McCarver, McMillan, uh, you know, Juan Morel's going to be in it this year. No mention of Kai. So is, is Kai officially done now? I mean, you and I spoke about that before on a few shows. Is he ever going to jump back on stage? Like, is he ever going to go to the Olympia? Is he just going to do the Arnold and and collect his paycheck every you know every show? Like, what what is what are his plans? He's not mentioned in this. Where's Rolly Winkler? Is his brothers competing? You know, he's going to compete in the the two twelve. There's no mention of Rooley. What about Nathan DeAsha? You know, there's so many people that I'm like, why the fuck aren't you doing the Arnold? Like, you need the exposure. You need the momentum to go into the the Olympia. Like, if you don't compete at all and you do just these, you know, small shows, you know, throughout the year and you skip the Arnold, like, what are you doing? Like, you you need to be on the Arnold stage. And the fact that there's only eight people, at least in the open, that are going to be on stage, I, I I don't get it. Like there, where's I'm I'm more excited now for the 212 than I am with the open. I mean, at least with I mean, the 212, you have the the main guys that are gonna be there. You know, yeah. The you have the top, you know, five or whatever minus uh, flex going to the the Arnold Classic 212. Like, where where are all these guys at the Arnold? Yeah, saying that you're more excited for the 212 
kind of sounds like you're just saying that because it seems like kind of outlandish. But in all re- in all seriousness, it's kind of I mean, with the exception of Dallas and Cedric, and even Cedric's not that exciting anymore. We know what he's pretty much going to look like. That's pretty much it, you know. With the with the two twelve, you have you have a fucking, I mean, let's see, David Henry, Jose, Hide, you have at least three guys who could win that show. Um, you have Guy Sister Nino who will be in the mix. Dixon will be in the mix. Um, so I mean, you have three guys who can win that show, and I don't think there's three guys in the open who can win the show. And even so, it's not close. I mean, I think. David, Jose, and Hide, I think they all have an equal chance of winning. Literally, like, yeah. equal. Yep. Uh, my money's on – I like David Henry just because I like that type of physique. But, I mean, maybe Jose has a slight advantage. But, man, those guys are close. Hide won last year, but he lost to the other two guys at the Olympia. So, I mean, who knows? In the Open, it's like, is Justin Compton going to get his shit together? No. No. Um, Justin Compton has skinny man – I think he has – I mean – I don't know. I, I probably don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I feel like I feel like Justin Compton has um like being a skinny kid has completely fucked over his mind. He comes in with a bloated stomach every show and then says he's flat after the show. It's like, well, good luck. Um and then you have I mean, Max Charles is not gonna hang with Dallas and Cedric. Even though he got screwed last year. Bayeki, come on. Obiad, not gonna hang. Uh, Vitaly not gonna hang. No. Juan Morel. I'm excited to see Juan Morel. And He's I'm like excited. a dark horse. Yeah, and I'm excited to see Dallas as well. Um, it, it's just one of those things. If 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 Juan comes in his best ever, he could win. If Dallas comes in, or I should say, if Juan comes in much improved, he could win. If Dallas comes in much improved, he could win. If they don't, Cedric wins, and that's it. There's no real like. I mean, I I mean, it's I guess it's possible that. I mean, I don't think it's even possible. I don't think it's possible that fucking Lionel Backy comes in and wins. Justin, it's possible, but I don't see that. I don't see Justin fixing his issue. He's going to come in with watery abs, shredded glutes, big arms, and the whole fucking... It's just he's been the same way almost every show. Then he'll go to Australia and look way better. Um, You know, so I I kind of agree with you. The the 212 is is certainly going to be a more heavily contested battle, uh, at least... It looks that way. I mean, it's possible that, you know, David Henry's his all-time best and all the other guys are off a little bit and it's it's, it's all Henry, but it's that's that's never happened before, so it's not very likely. Um, like you said, there's a lot of guys. Where's Ruley? Yeah. Where's fucking, you know, all, I mean, Rami has an injury. Okay. Uh, Kai Green. Wolf? Is Wolf done? This would be no, a great I think, show for uh, him to come back. I don't think Wolf had enough time. I think... He wanted to compete here, but um, I don't know. Seeing some of like the photos and videos of him uh, not too long ago, I don't think he had enough. I mean, I think we're going to see Wolf probably, I would say, probably at a show. He's probably going to try to qualify for the Olympia at a show like uh, pretty close to the Olympia. Uh, that's, that would be my guess. Uh, assuming he's still doing okay and everything. I don't know how his uh, recovery is going and everything. I mean, he was packing the size back on and everything, so um, there's no Dennis Wolf. But there's a, there's a there's a bunch of guys, you know, the the, the younger guys. And where's, uh, you know, Cody Montgomery could be in this show. Right. Um, this would be a perfect show for Cody. He, he hasn't competed in a year, basically. 
He could that that would be an exciting guy. Um, Cody in this show would make it make the show way way more exciting. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what to make of it. Uh, I just I just think it's 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 not good. I don't think it's a good sign that they. I mean, it's the Arnold Classic, like you said. It's the Arnold Classic for God's sakes, and, and it's like people are people are our competitors are not even entering the show when they're invited. I mean, how do you not enter the show when you're invited unless you're injured or something? Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't get it. You know, where's where's Victor? Where's Della Rosa? Where's you know who else do we have? There's a bunch of guys that could be in this show who are not. Uh, that are exciting guys. So we're now we're not talking about a a normal five through ten lineup being ideally second through fifth. And you know, I hate to beat the dead horse, but again, look at the two twelve. You got Sister Nino, you got Dixon, you got Henry, you got Raymond, you got Hide. You have like most of you know what would be a normal top five right there. Charles you know, Dixon. Yeah, you're talking about Abiad and and Bayeki and Charles and and Compton, Vitali. Uh, you know, you're talking maybe five through ten. Some of those guys in a normal lineup might not even be in the top ten. Yet, you know, now we're going. Oh, okay. You know, maybe Cedric will win, and depending on how Dallas comes in, maybe he'll edge out Juan. Maybe Juan will take third with Roden not in, even though he's he was on the list that I saw. You know, where, where does everybody fall? Like now you have, you know, people that are, you know, potentially in the 10th spot that could be top five at the Arnold, which is kind of crazy. I, I really don't like I understand Phil, you know, King Phil. You you don't want to go to do the uh, the Arnold. That's cool. But everybody else, no Kai, no Ruli. I mean, we're missing like so many guys that. You know, I don't know if they're they're walking around like like they're they're big and bad these days, and I don't need to do the Arnold. I'm bigger than the Arnold now. It's like that's what I don't understand. It's like there's no prestige to step on the Arnold stage anymore. Like everyone's bowing out and only competing at the Arnold or uh, at the Olympia. I mean, or you know, only doing maybe some of the smaller shows, maybe something like the New York Pro. Even though I wouldn't say that that's small, but in the grand scheme of things, it's it's not the Arnold Classic. So I'm I'm confused. Like if this is the lineup that we have at in in you know Columbus, what about all the other Arnolds? <laughs> is who are we gonna have in those? I mean, is is uh, Lavroni gonna come back and have a clean sweep of of the Arnold Classics? You know, Australia and and everything else. Like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, I think. Yeah, first of all, your point about five through ten is even more valid than you I think you even realize because who's five? Nobody in this lineup is fifth at the Olympia. Nobody. You know, that's what you were referring to, right? The Olympia when you said five through ten? Yeah, yeah. No one's no one's fifth. What's Cedric's best placing there? Like eighth or something? Dallas McCarver was like ninth or eighth or something like that? We're, we're looking at like seven, maybe seven through last at the Olympia. But nobody in this lineup has been top six at the Olympia. Like, that's fucking retarded. That's That's... I don't know. That's it's. I mean, unless Sean Roden's going to be in the show, which I doubt. Um, and the other thing I think is an issue is the qualification system is is just plain silly. I don't want to like what fucking sport allows like people to not compete all year because of one. That's just like Dexter being. I don't. I don't know. I don't get it. 
I don't I don't understand the the idea that you can place third at the biggest competition in the world and then just not compete again. Why would it be like that? What other sport is like that? None. There's no other sport where you can just be like, oh, I did uh, I did I did well at the best competition. Now I don't have to compete ever again to qualify. Like, what is that? That doesn't make that's dumb. And that I think that's part of the reason why we're seeing this type of thing. Guys don't have to qualify. Um or they can go the other thing is this bullshit where you go overseas after the Olympia and, and you qualify because all the other guys drop out. Like I think that's bullshit too. I feel like that should I feel like the overseas shit should count toward you know what I mean? I don't think it should count towards this season. I think this season, like this off season period we're in should be the end of this off season should be the beginning of the season, you know? I'm I just I I'm having a hard time looking at this and and getting excited. I mean, can you imagine if Kai looks at this list, he's gonna go, I'm, I don't even have to prep. I'm just gonna walk up on stage and say thank you, collect my check and my nice little trophy. Like I don't I don't get it. I mean, what's holding Dexter back at this point? Look at that lineup. Who's gonna beat Dexter? Who's gonna beat Kai? I don't care what what they look like going into the show. Who's gonna beat those two guys right now? N- none of them. Y- you can guarantee that. Like I. I don't get it. Like I'm looking at this going, who who wants who wants this more? Like if if bodybuilding is, you know, now a sport and considered a career, nobody wants a payday. Dexter doesn't want an easy six figures. You know, Sean Roden doesn't want an, an easy six figures. Kai doesn't want an, an easy six figures. Like where is everybody? I I don't get it. Like, you know, where's Bonac? I mean, shit, Bonac could come in and and, you know, be the dark horse and come in and he could win this well. show. He'd be the I mean, only guy who was ever in the top six in the Olympia in this show. I, I, I don't get it. And I get it, Big Rami, he's, he's you know, kind of still recovering from, from surgery and stuff. But there are so many guys that could that could come in and easily win this or at least make the show look better. I mean, you throw Winkler in the mix. You throw Bonac back in the mix. Maybe Dexter comes back and, and continues his streak of Arnold's. Maybe Kai comes back. I mean, I would love to see a battle between – Bonac and and Kai and some of the other guys and Dexter like there could be so much excitement going into the Arnold Classic and I I just I throw my hands up I'm like I don't, I don't get it like there's no prestige in this anymore nobody's like excited to go do the Arnold Classic I mean I, I'm so confused I think uh, I mean the one one thing that maybe uh, a kind of a saving grace is that there is 10 weeks left and a lot of these guys like to wait till the last minute for whatever reason. I don't know. I don't know the ins and I don't know the details on how, how much longer they have to wait before it becomes an issue where they are past the deadline or whatever. But um, there is 10 weeks left or so, maybe a little longer. So maybe we'll get more names in here. Hopefully by the time it rolls around, but um. I think we should probably uh, refrain from like breaking it down any further, just because obviously we have ten shows before it actually comes to pass. So uh, I do like one thing. I will say I like that it's out this early. That's yeah. very very cool. It's something that hasn't really been uh, happening much lately in, in bodybuilding. Uh, they've been withholding the list until the last second. So that's really cool. And uh, like I said, hopefully we get more guys in. I'm interested to see Juan in Dallas, and uh, I'd love to see Cedric win an Arnold Classic. But uh, uh, that said, uh, we're going to move into our weekly uh, showstopper. And uh, this week, 
I kind of touched on it earlier. We wanted to talk about how uh, something that I don't, it doesn't usually come up in our conversations that much, but just the um, we were talking about uh, you. You made a joke about uh, if people are talking behind your back, just fart. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it it, it kind of I had a discussion with a uh, a friend of mine, and it made me think of that. Like, what if what effect would it have on people? If they were able to, like, have a recording or be a fly on the wall for every time that anyone ever spoke about them behind their back or when they weren't there, um, and what kind of effect that would have on them. We actually, we were thinking about it and discussing it, and we thought that, like, for a lot of people, that would be, that would pretty much be it. Their life would be destroyed. Um, just because of the things that people say, I mean, cause you could think about even in your own life things you may have said about people, um, who may respect you or whatever, if they heard that, uh, it would probably, a lot of times it'd be very, very, very hurtful. And, um, just, 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 um, I don't even, I don't even know the right word. Like. Uh, it would be devastating to, devastating, to hear yeah. what people are saying, especially people that are close to you, friends, family. You know, you can walk down the street and some guy can form an opinion of you based off of what you wear, how you act, whatever. You know, if, if some some Joe Schmo off the street's like, that guy's an asshole, you're not going to care. Like, I don't know right. you, but, you know, say you do something to, to, to your family and your mom's like, wow, I can't believe, you know – Johnny was such an asshole at Christmas this year. I can't believe that he went and did this, that, the other, or whatever. And if you hear that, you're like, "Oh my god!" Like, what? I, I didn't even realize that I did that. Like, you would be, you would be hurtful. Like, you'd be like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, I really messed up. I didn't realize that I acted that way, or I did that, or it came off a certain way. Know what I mean? Oh yeah, I thought you cut out there. <laughs> I oh, that's like, okay. I you, thought you, you were stopped on mute. so quickly. I thought you were I'm talking like, yourself. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And uh, not only that, but it's like the people who I think that this the whole like talking behind people's back thing is is much uh, even more common than people may even understand. I don't know. I just feel like even even people who are your friends and care about you in in the, in the right situation. Will will say things that are may may not be true or are exaggerations or fabrications, you know. And I think that uh, if you if you were able to hear those things, it would be it would it would be absolutely devastating. But on the same and the same token, it would also be it, it you could use it and and it could be very helpful um, if you knew what everyone was saying about you. Because I mean, let's face it. Things that you do or things that you say that are hurtful or annoying or whatever they may be, people, most people won't fucking tell you. They're just going to tell everyone else about it. You know, that's just how people operate. And so if you got to hear everything everyone said, you could potentially improve yourself drastically. So my whole thing with, um, my whole thing with this, um, this showstopper is, it's really about self-awareness. Uh, be self-aware in 2017. Think about the people that you're around the most. What negative things would they say about you behind your back? Because they do say negative things behind your back. Uh, almost all of them, I can promise you. It's just the way people are. Um, whether they mean it or not, or it's joking or whatever. But think about what people would say about you. 
things they would complain about, things they'd make fun of, things they say were annoying. Think about what they would say and and maybe some of it you can learn from and be like, oh, wow, I, you know, they probably would say that I'm kind of a dick about this or I talk about this too much or I do this too much or I, I don't listen or whatever, you know, or I interrupt people or whatever, whatever it may be that they may uh, make fun of or whatever. Um, you, you can use that to, you know, improve your self-awareness and be someone who is, I don't want to say more tolerable, but, you know, just someone who is more pleasant to be around. Yeah, I mean, my my piece for, for the showstopper is I think everyone needs to start thinking and becoming more of, of a leader. And and when I say that, I, I refer to it as walking the, the 50% line. You're going to have 50% of people who, who think you're great, and you're going to have 50% of people who think that you're an asshole. And you don't want 100 people, 100% of the people – to like you because then you're just a pushover and, and everyone knows that, you know, you're going to do whatever just to please people. And on the flip side, you don't want 100% of the people to think you're an asshole because if a hundred percent of the people think you're an asshole, you're probably an asshole. So, you know, start being a leader where people might think that you're an asshole by the things that you do or you say, but the reason why you're doing those things is for a greater good. So maybe you're pushing people to be better. Maybe you're trying to create leaders on your own team, whether it's in, in life, your family, at you know your job, and you want people to subscribe to, to your mentality and your vision. You want them to get on that same level because leaders create more leaders around them. You know, they don't try and break people down so that they feel superior to everybody else. You know, you want people to be on the same level as you. And, and, you know, try and push the exact same lifestyle or, or mentality that you have. So walk that fine line, you know, talk to people and praise them when they deserve praise. And, and when they're down, help lift them back up. Give people a little nudge, a little push when you have to. Walk that 50% line. You know, not everyone's going to like you. Not everyone's going to love you. But, you know, there's a difference between 50% of the people hating you because you're an asshole, like a true asshole, and 50% of the people who just don't understand that you're trying to push them. You want them to, you know, do, do more, you know, be greater, you know, build themselves up. So, you know, just think about the things that you say and how you say them and, and the, how you interact with people more than anything. Because, you know, people will, will take out of what you're saying and, and your body language, you know, what you portray. So, you know... Think about those types of things when you're talking to your friends, talking to your family, talking to your coworkers, and and just take that mentality with you everywhere. That you know, you want to be known as a leader in in anything, whether it's sports. You want to be the leader of your team. You want to be the leader of your group at work. Your friends, you know, they if something happens to one of your friends, that you want them to come to you because you want to help them, whatever the case may be. So. You know, for me, you know, this showstopper is just think more like a leader and be a leader and, and be what you want other people to to strive for. Yeah, great advice. I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, well, that's our showstopper, and that brings us to the end of the show. Um, we will be doing uh, a showstopper every week from now on, and uh, I think we just want to make it something that's either heavily thought-provoking or – uh, maybe, maybe something that's um, 
shocking. Uh, it may be a story we have to share. It may be a quote. It may be uh, something a celebrity said or did. Uh, something that doesn't necessarily have to do with bodybuilding at all. And more more times than not, it won't have to do with bodybuilding. It just be something that is interesting or shocking or hilarious. You know, something that is um, stimulating. I guess would be the best word. And that's what we're gonna do with the uh, with the showstopper to you know end the show on a and a stimulating, either hilarious or thought provoking uh, note. Um, and uh, that's it. That brings us to an, the end of another episode of Central Bodybuilding, episode seventy five, uh, last episode of two thousand sixteen. Everybody have a great New Year. Uh, yes. Behave yourselves. And um, that's it. I am. Jeff Roberts for Matt White, and we are out of here. See ya.